재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Time to talk once again about the business of leisure and travel in talking tourism. We have our own professional tourist by the name of Jimin Yoon who studies all this stuff in depth. And she brings us some new themes and topics in the business of tourism, especially Korean tourism. Hey, Jimin. Hello. So, yeah, uh, every time I don't see you for a week or so, it seems you've been uh, halfway across the world and back. Is that is that the case this week? Well, this week was still in, we are still in the travel week. So uh-huh. I've been traveling around in, within Korea. Within so Korea. I was in Tonghe last weekend and I was in Pocheon this Tuesday and I was in Busan yesterday. Okay, just kicking back and uh, putting your feet up or mm. were you studying something well, around those places? I was just filming videos and just... You know, like just wandering around to okay. see beautiful cities and stuff. So is that kind of where we're headed today in terms that we're talking about uh, traveling around Korea and mm-hmm. local stuff that people can enjoy? Yeah, since we are still in the travel week, which will end this weekend, during the travel week and also May has been so popular month for the local festivals. There are so many festivals going on nationwide as, as the weather is amazing at this time of the year. It definitely is amazing. It's mm-hmm. almost a little bit on the hot side. Yeah. I've always wondered, you know, there's... So many festivals, unbelievable mm-hmm. amount of festivals. Are they just completely operating independently of each other, or is there any kind of central coordination of the festivals? Well, for I, I looked up on the official website of the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism, and they have the section of local festivals, uh-huh. and there were 75 local festivals listed on the website, so there are quite many. Mm-hmm. And the local festivals are usually hosted or sponsored by the local government as the purpose of having local festivals is to promote the local area mm-hmm. or and also facilitate the local economy by attracting visitors and they make them to spend money within the local area. That makes sense. So they have various themes for the local festivals. Sometimes it's for the unique traditions, food, local products, or sometimes it's about person, like a character from the story. There's a Namon Chunhyangje, which is from the traditional story. And also sometimes it's for it's about the real person from the history, like Sejong Dewang, King Sejong. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the difference between the big cities and the local areas, for the big cities like Seoul or Busan, they tend to have culture and arts-related festivals, while small and medium-sized cities, most of them are in the countryside, so they have festivals for the local products or nature landscape, which is quite different. It always struck me that the the festival scene in Korea is pretty intense. Uh, Mm. It's almost unique in its own way in that there are so many culture-intensive festivals, and usually they weave in the local agriculture, possibly the local alcoholic brews, Mm -hmm. a few cultural performances. Does this kind of thing of of local cultural festivals exist on any kind of similar scale elsewhere in the world? Well, um, the biggest festival I've been in different country is Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. Sure. Of course. It's one of the biggest festivals in the world. And I thought Oktoberfest starts in October because the name is Oktoberfest. But I found out when I was there, it starts in September and it ends at the first, very first week of October. Yeah, so it's not quite an Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. really. It's more like an October preview fest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so many people know the Oktoberfest as a beer festival because Germany is so known for the beer. But when I was there, it was not.
not only about beer, but it was more like a folklore festival where mm. all German families come out wearing their traditional Bavarian clothes. Lederhosen, those sort yes. of leather mm-hmm. pants and suspenders and yeah. usually a hat with a feather in them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of tents selling beer, sausages, and local German food, and the ginger cookie, necklaces, and all other traditional foods. And what I found interesting was that they have many rides, like roller coasters or merry-go-round, where like filling whole the filling the whole area of the festival, which was really fun. <laughs> it's kind of unfair to compare, in a way, Oktoberfest to these little local festivals mm-hmm. in Korea because Oktoberfest is, is world famous. It gets people in from every corner True. of the world. Uh, these things that happen in Korea, they tend not to be super well publicized and they tend to be very local in scope. Mm-hmm. Have you been to similar things that are very local in scope elsewhere in the world? Well, as you mentioned, while Oktoberfest is a festival that is known worldwide, it may be too big and too popular to be called as a local festival. It's more mm. like a world festival now. There you go. And small and community-oriented festival I have been was in Mexico. Valle de Bravo is a small city, which is about two hours away from the Mexico City. It is a beautiful city known for its large reservoir surrounding the town and beautiful mountains. Many Mexican people and foreign tourists come and visit the city for water activities like jet skiing or also the paragliding. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. They host a local music festival at, in first week of every October. The city, the Mexican cities have the cathedral in every town, and the their cathedral has its name after one of the Catholic saints, and the festival is held on that saint's feast day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the cathedral kind of makes a, uh, a hub for the people to kind of yeah. gather around. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Valle yeah. de Bravo. I want to, uh, I have a very good Mexican friend here in, in Korea. I want to ask mm-hmm. her about that festival. She's converted me into a uh-huh. Mexican food freak here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's kind of sift through at least one or two local festivals mm-hmm. in Korea. What's going on around this time of year or whenever you want to point to? Well, uh, as I have worked in the Seoul Metropolitan Government, the festival I want to mention is in Seoul, actually. It's the Seoul Lantern Festival. Mm. You know, this time is the Buddhist uh, birthday sure. season, which is tomorrow. Cheonggyecheon is filled with the lanterns of for the Lotus Lantern Festival. So the Seoul Lantern Festival that I'm talking about is different from that. It's, ah, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. But as Lotus Lantern Festival is more of the religious festival, the Seoul Lantern Festival is for more, more of the general public. The purpose of this uh, festival is to boost the number of tourists in early wintertime, which is the low season. So they put all the lanterns on in Cheonggyecheon, and it's loved by the soul like the local soul people okay just let me get it straight right now mm-hmm. though at Cheonggyecheon there are also mm-hmm. the lanterns right mm-hmm. and that's called the Lotus Lantern Festival yes. okay that's stunning that is yeah, so that is visually beautiful. beautiful if you mm-hmm. can get there around dusk or sundown uh, hopefully before some of the crowds mm-hmm. you just it's one of the best visual mm-hmm. treats in Seoul and you're then talking about the Seoul Lantern Festival which is later kind of in yeah. fall November mm-hmm. also at Cheonggyecheon yes also at Cheonggyecheon but the theme is very different while Lotus Lantern is more about like really the uh, Seoul Lantern Festival is for kids and families. Uh-huh. They are more like a vibrant and like a general theme of the lantern. I see. So it's mm-hmm. not all Buddhist themes necessarily. It uh, could be themes from Korean history or kings yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. The reason why I want to call this festival... Uh, the Seoul Lantern Festival as a local festival, although it is taken right at the city center, yes. is that this festival is loved by the people who 
in the surrounding area. As it's uh, happening in Cheonggyecheon, a lot of people after work come to Cheonggyecheon and enjoy the festival. They just walk, uh, take a walk on the stream, which is really nice. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. Cheonggyecheon, people were, uh, when I first got to Korea, it was just being dug and planted and all that stuff and mm-hmm. some people were a little skeptical about it but it's unquestionably one of the best attractions in the city mm-hmm. now and when they do these festivals it's just stunning mm-hmm. the festival used to be called as Seoul Dungchukje in Korea but had changed its name to Seoul Pichorongchukje which I like more <laughs> and uh, what does Pichorong mean? Uh, it's like a light, and Chorong means in Korean, it's like a traditional lantern. It's the uh-huh. name for the traditional lights and lanterns. Lantern. So it's like a lights and lantern, which sounds more Korean, which I like about. It does, yeah. And the festival was held in, firstly held in 2009, so it has quite a history. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's still young. I mean, it's uh, so what are we into, like about the eighth year of it or mm-hmm. sixth year? Um Let's see. Is there anything else to say about that particular festival? Well, also, I want to mention about the festival that will be happening in May. Uh, I was in Busan yesterday, and they, they I went to Heonde, and Heonde was um, so into having this sand festival. They're having the Heonde Sand Festival in oh, yeah? late May. Is it like sand sculpture and stuff? Yes. Awesome. And Heonde Beach, you know, it's so wide and, like, large, yeah. so they will be filled with the... Uh, uh, sand sculptures, and also on my way back to Seoul, I saw an advertising on in KTX that the Ulsan Whale Festival is also on in May. Wow, mm-hmm. Ulsan Whale Festival. Mm-hmm. It, this is uh, <laughs> kind of dining on whales, I think, mostly, right? Well, I think it's dining. Uh, it's more of the whale watching, I would whale say. Whale watching out and, at sea. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of dining. I mean, Ulsan. You can draw mm-hmm. a rough parallel between Ulsan and some of the whale tradition uh-huh. that goes on over in Japan, but, um, right? Yeah, well, I heard uh, having whale, uh, like a catching whale is illegal in Korea right now. Yeah. So they need to have like a whale meat, which if there is a dead whale yeah, found right. on. Or for research shore, yeah. purposes, quote unquote. <laughs> but right? I guess there will be like more of that with the like, ecosystem of the whale and so on. <laughs> All right. Now, I've always thought that these local festivals in Korea are kind of playing in the, the small leagues, right? Um, they're nice once you get there, but attracting people to them and getting themselves publicized has always been sort of, you know, hit or miss. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that these local festivals can do to, you know, become more attractive? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the most important factor for the local festival to be successful is to include the local community as much as possible. Mm. Because a lot of Korea's uh, local festivals, as you have mentioned, they are um, criticized of that they lack creativity and originality. They have like similar programs and they do like shows uh, and so on. So most of the local festivals happening in the small cities, they do not have like any profits made for the actual local community members. So I personally think the first step to have a long lasting local festival is to make the festival to be attractive to the local people and even the the people living in the surrounding area. Because the local festival should be opportunity should be the opportunity for local community to mm. gather and have fun together with their neighborhood. So tourists will naturally come and visit if the locals fully enjoy the festival as there will be more to see and more to enjoy. Well, it's interesting. Why go to a place in the in the first place if you're not going to get a flavor of the local community and get to rub elbows with these mm-hmm. locals? I guess what I was wondering is because these festivals happen on a, an annual basis, they happen mm-hmm. the same time every year, and there are so many of them. There's dozens and dozens of them every year. Isn't there some sort of place or, or 
kind of way they could cooperate with each other. They seem mm-hmm. to operate as little independent cells. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they pool infrastructure? Couldn't mm-hmm. they, I mean, run three or four buses out of Seoul or mm-hmm. out of Pusan or whatever, uh, you know, chip into a common fund and label four big colorful buses the Korea Festival bus mm-hmm. and have the be pickup points at Gangnam or Seoul mm-hmm. or wherever. I think that would be a, a dead simple idea to implement. Yeah, well, that is more about infrastructure, I could say, I would say. But, like, the most important thing right now for the each festival is that they need to have their own story and do the marketing very well. Uh-huh. Because as the, they have, like, although they have, like, a unique stories for the festival, yeah. they always have, like, a similar uh, programs and yep. everything. So they need to come up with more of the, like, a smart and uh-huh. smart marketing points. That's another thing mm-hmm. they could pull is mm-hmm. pull their marketing. Get mm-hmm. uh, the same team of graphic designers and copywriters and translators working on all the festivals mm-hmm. so that they all share the same basic graphic look, mm-hmm. but they have their distinct story. Yeah. And also, like, using social media would be very important, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. Pool social media. Yeah. Come on, festivals. <laughs> I think you all got to get together. That's my point. Jimin, that's our mm-hmm. time for today. Thank you very much for talking tourism with us. Thank you. And Koreascape resumes right after this. Mm-hmm.